Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin, AKA Mental MacGyver. I provide luxury level high performance support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Dr. Bob Choate. He has eight years military experience, has worked in the LAPD, and is now the founder of the Integrated Mind Institute. He is going back to school for another PhD, this time in physics. I also have Judy Musa. She's the founder and managing partner at Mojo Collaborative Communications, where she does strategic communications and is a storyteller, a content creator, and a social connector. And I have Dawn Gates. She is a strategic marketing guide and does done-for-you marketing strategies that eliminate the stress and confusion. The question I have today, when someone is sharing misinformation and you know they are wrong, what do you do? Judy, kick us off. Well, first of all, because I've had this kind of experience myself, it's been kind of interesting. Do I say something? Do I not say something? Do I? How do I lean into it? I ask some questions to try to figure out where is this information coming from? And in doing so, this actually happened to me and I learned where this information was coming. And then I went back to myself and thought, is this accurate and true? And I think you always have to go and find where's the truth, find your sources of truth. And I actually did that. And I went to the source that was listed and realized that it totally is misinformation. Now how to go back and make sure that that misinformation doesn't get further spread, as we know that that can be pretty harmful, not necessarily to me personally, but how it might affect other people who would be affected by that misinformation. I have come across similar. So I, I, I recently had uh, one, one person that I know had shared with me a video from YouTube and I have taught this person to ask me uh, beforehand, is this true? Because I, I'm a, a researcher-holic. I'll go back and I say, okay, where's this come from and so forth. As I do that, I continue to teach the person who's now becoming more curious on, on this kind of stuff and is learning about uh, whether it's misinformation or not. Prior to that, and not just this one person, but many others who I, I've communicated with, they would regularly share with me this kind of information. Then I have to do my own research. And in doing that, I finally had shown them how to find the proper sources and 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 where to go. And, and even news organizations that are much better to to follow versus your, your mass media. I tell them, okay, subscribe to AP News, sub subscribe to Reuters News as well. But there's also other places you can go in terms of uh, learning about media literacy, which I have have an article that, that I wrote about as well. And and again, it's easy to find this this information out, yet it's hard if you're operating off of a fear mindset. And if and in neuroscience, we, we looked at the amygdala. And ones that people tend that tend to have larger amygdalas, which is that that what we call the fear circuit, a part of the whole fear. But there's there's a lot more to that. They're not going to think, yet mm -hmm. yet their brains can be trained. It does take a little bit. A, a person can can be trained. I'm I'm constantly uh, training mine and and challenging my own beliefs as well. Don, what do you do in this situation? I think one of the most beautiful examples I have of this is my dad talking to my children throughout the pandemic. And like, he was very helpful and kind of, they're in, they're 17 now. So they were kind of in the midst of adolescence and they tend to talk 
pretty straight talk with my dad. He's a straight talker. He's very got a lot of wisdom to contribute. And they look to him and seek him out for guidance. And they were having a conversation that pretty much invokes both of what Judy and Dr. Bob have shared. And he said to them, well, what is truth and how would you choose to find it? And let's look for the facts. It's very easy to listen to the noise and ask yourself, where is this coming from? If your source is trusted, whether it's it could be a parent, a teacher, a friend, the news, social media. Just always ask yourself, do I know this person to be trustworthy? And what do I think I need to learn more about to feel more confident and clear on this information? And he's like, there are plenty of ways that you can do your fact finding. And he also suggested um, resources that the children could go to, like even outside of family. He said, sometimes your family doesn't know any better. So he encouraged them to do some of that research, some of that critical thinking to stop for a moment and say, what is truth? Does this seem clear to me to you to kind of harness their internal glide path and guidance system? Because they're pretty, they're, they're pretty dialed in kids um, in general. And I know I'm probably extremely biased, but I've been told they're from their teachers that they're pretty dialed in. And I thought that that was pretty representative of what both Judy and Dr. Bob are sharing, you know, like let's go find truth. What are the best places to access that? What seems real and true to you? And then make the decision for yourself about what seems to just make the most sense. A lot of common sense was provided in that format for them too. So, but I was so grateful to kind of witness that conversation. I grew up at a table talking like that with my dad. Um, so for me, it wasn't new, but to see him pass it on to my children, um, whether you are in the, in the science or not, it's just very common sense to do your own critical thinking. We've always encouraged each other to do that critical thinking. And if you are unsure, to keep asking. Don't quit pursuing the facts. Keep going, dig deeper. Obviously, and what Dr. Bob had to say is like, just don't dig yourself deeper into your own bias so that you're reinforcing the untrue. And that's the problem I've had is I've gone back to someone where I've said, when you said XYZ thing, that really was interesting to me. And I wasn't confident that that was correct. And I went and looked up information in ABC place. And this is what I learned. It was different. And this is, this is the truth. And they have literally stood me down. No, you are wrong. And so even if I go back to someone and say, Hey, I found something different. If they've dug themselves into their bias, I can't pull them out of that pit. I, I've had the same kind of thing happen. And, and that's where I would have to step back for myself and, and ask myself, what is it, why am I used or do, doing, doing what I'm saying? And then I'm sharing in, in terms of the information that I found. Am, am I uh, operating from my bias? So mm. then I have to re-engage and think at it from, from their perspective, knowing how the brain operates and so forth. So I step into their shoes, into their model of the world. And, and then I go back into asking questions and, and so forth. Then I would have to, okay, now that I, I know the way they're thinking, then I would find stories or analogies of things that they can really fully grasp and not just data and facts. So I go in there and I engage that part of their brain that they'll understand. Then I'll have something 
related to like what I want to talk about, but in a terms of something that they can really understand and grasp instead of, again, pure facts and pure data, because a lot of people are not driven by that. So I have to go into, into story mode in a sense and, and create images in their mind. Doesn't some of that depend though, how much it matters? Because Judy, before we turn on the recording, you made the point yeah. that the situation you were sharing with us, it matters because the person is in a position of power to share misinformation and for other people to believe them because they're in a position of power. But there are situations for me where I have family members who believe stuff and it's just wrong, but it doesn't matter. And I'm just like, okay, we just won't talk about that. Never mind. So I think that depends too. Yeah, it really depends on how much of that gets a ripple effect. And that's, I think, the yeah. issue of at what point do you just step back and say, you know what, this is just not the hill I want to die on, right? If it doesn't really matter much. But in this particular instance, I was a little bit shocked because I thought, oh my goodness, like this is going to get passed on to other people who potentially have decision-making power too. So yeah. that's really wrong if, if misinformation gets spread. And that's how come we have a lot of, I think, such crazy things happening in the world because it's based not on actual accurate tangible scientific reinforced and tested you know it's all suppositions or based on fear fear-mongering as the driver rather than an intellectual discourse and like bob mentioned briefly some of it depends upon the size of your amygdala and how much you rely on your emotion and versus how much your intellectual prefrontal cortex is involved in your, in your decision-making. And I think that that's when, when you think about it that way and you realize it's not because they're stupid, it's just because they're wired differently. Maybe we can give a little more grace. Although I got to tell you, it's really hard, really hard. Yeah. <laughs> so that is our 10 minutes. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. It was a tough one and I appreciate you sharing your experience. I look forward to speaking to each of you again very soon.